husband wakes up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hi everyone, hope you've had a fantastic week. This is our podcast, our final one for the week. Can I do a question? You can do whatever you like. Thank you so much. <laughs> whatever I like? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you can even, even do something you don't like if you really want to. If that's what you want to do. <laughs> What's your favourite song? Mm-hmm. Lyric and why? What's your favourite song lyric and why? Oh, I'm going to go first. That's a hard I one really to answer. I really have always loved the Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. My mama don't like oh, you and she like everyone. Because mm-hmm. that to me is just like the ultimate burn. burn. Like, she like everyone, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she hates you. Mm. And I just think that's a real... Yeah, I yeah. love that lyric. Because when you're in a relationship with someone, you want their parents to like you. Like mm. that means if if the person you love, their family thinks you're a good person, mm. you've made it. And it's also that sense of judgment. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like my mama, mm. she like everyone, but not she, you. She don't like you. Even serial killers, she doesn't mind <laughs> them. You, not a fan. I got two. Yes. Um, I love very... Um, clever wordsmith uh, was this guy. He uh, it's a guy from um, the Bloodhound Gang, uh, and it's just a very clever lyric. Um, I'm not black like Barry White. No, I'm white like Frank Black is. It's just clever. Um, oh, so you don't like any meaning about it. You just like the. It's just the a way very good use of words. Yeah, yeah. that's like I, I really love how Pitbull um, rhymes Kodak with Kodak. Yeah. I was like genius. And there's a line <laughs> in a song from Pulp where he says, uh, "You can tell some lies about the good times that we've had." But I've kissed your mother twice and now I'm working on your dad. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that. No boy named Sue. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, Mm. yeah. My name is Sue. How How do do you do? do? Now you're going to die. Yeah, that's a Johnny Cash. I can't, I cannot think of Mm. what it would be. I've got songs that I really like. But But you never thought, gee, that's clever. Like Eminem has some clever ones. Like I always liked, um... (laughs) Uh, I guess that's why they call it window pane. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, when you're watching, go, you like Eminem oh. Rihanna song. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, guys, here we go. Let's roll today's podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I was going to ask, is your child running a scam? But that's mm-hmm. uh, like, let's say side hustle. Okay. Does your kid have a side hustle? Because I love those entrepreneur kids. Yeah. Scam you know, hustle? We got scam, scam hustle. hustle. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, they start the, the lemonade stall, mm. um, you know, and their parents bought them all the material for it, like all the produce for it, mm-hmm. but then they pocket all the money. Yeah. And I go, good for you. You are going places. Yes, yes, yes. Love entrepreneur kids mm. till I have one in the house. And my son, uh, my middle son, uh, has decided that he wants painting, got my nana to go and buy uh, paints from the store, and he wanted me us to draw a few things. He asked us to draw Jagger as well, his face, and he's painted them all in. And I've sent you guys a text of some of the um, the artwork, mm-hmm. and he's just been painting and painting and painting. And I thought that's really beautiful of him, right? Wow, it's actually pretty good. Good. That's uh, something I reckon that would get a B minus on a year twelve art class. The dinosaur's good, guys. It's a cutout. Yeah, but yeah. he's just painted it. The dog's good. And look at that Picasso face. There is well, no dog, by the way. I guess I'll What's put my then? cash away then. I was about to buy something <laughs> off that? you. But What's no. that then? Uh, that's Simba. Well, he's kind of a dog. I drew I drew Simba, by the way. Oh, that's awful. So he asked me to draw Simba, <laughs> yeah. and then he painted it. Right, right, right. So mm, mm. now you might want to lower your grade. But regardless <laughs> of it, last night he goes to us, I need to have a chat to you guys after dinner. And I said, oh, all right, no worries. And he got like a, you know, he get like the Woolies bag, yeah, freezer mm. bag, mm. and he put that around his neck like he was selling ice creams. He put all the the paintings in the middle. He said, "Can you guys all sat down?" <laughs> got a piece of paper for Scotty, yeah, and he said, "We're going to auction." Great. And I said, "What do you mean?" Finney comes in and goes, "I'll be your auctioneer for a cut." And I said, "What's going on, guys?" And he goes, "You know how you think I'm really good at painting and you love my paintings?" And I said, "Yes, of course we do." And he goes, "And one of them's off my face. You want it forever." Uh, yes, oh, I love course. it. He's playing the... Um, great. We have real estate agents we play on your emotions. And he holds it up and he goes, all right, so starting bid for this one's $1. Who wants it? Dad, do you not want me? And he goes, well, yes, I do, $2. He goes, oh, Nana, do you not want me? That is so good. And Nana goes, $4. And then I was like, I'm not going to let them win, $5. Anyway, so he walked oh, away with $42. $42? For a painting of his face? Yes, because he called on FaceTime Pa and said, Pa, you told me that you like an eagle when I called you the other day. I've painted an eagle just for you. Do you like it? And he goes, wow. yes, I love it. And he goes, $12. Wow. 
That Starting is so at $12, good. Uh, do you want me or do you not? <laughs> Finny said, I'm your auctioneer because Finny likes to pull at the heartstrings and goes, oh, you wouldn't want this opportunity to go by. Like, Jagger drew it. It's his heart in there. And we're like, come on, Finn. And Finn got a cup. How much did you pay for Jagger's face? Well, I didn't. I said to Nana, mm. oh, Nana, you want that back home. And she looked at me like this. <laughs> like, come on. And she's like, I'll pay for it. How okay, much so, did you buy it for? She paid $12. <gasps> oh, nice. But they're all IOUs. Now, this is really important. <laughs> Under no circumstances can you tell him that artwork goes up when the artist dies. <laughs> <laughs> He's asked what you guys want. I was like, oh, I'm not going to start that. But, like, I mean, again, it's good. He loves cash. You know, he loves yeah. money. I'd like and a self-portrait. I want a portrait of me, by the way. And it's better because he was stealing out of wallets, if I'm being honest uh, with you. Oh, oh okay. That well, was it's better. To, yeah, yeah, it's better that. Yeah. So well, he stopped that. <laughs> starving artist. Oh, no, it does sound like he's still stealing it from you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, isn't it? You know, yeah. all he's doing now is he's, you can't walk, take it off him. We walked away and went, what just happened? <laughs> so and I 40... appreciate it, but I just want to hear in 131060, has any kid had a side hustle? Like, I love mm. the ideas of that, you know, where they go to the family, like, you know, the Father's Day stool and they buy something $5 and pocket five. Yeah, or... Um, go, I'm secretly impressed. Mm. Uh, getting golf balls out of the lake at the golf club and selling them back. I never heard that that actually works, oh, does yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big business. Yeah. yeah, they don't really like you doing it either, the golf clubs, because mm. um, if a ball hits you in the head and mm. you're in the water, it's not a good thing. So <laughs> you got, you actually have to sneak onto the course uh, and do did it. You not do so that much as a kid? now. Yeah, when I played golf, we would do it. Not so much now because they say it's environmental. So they actually hire people to do it. Yeah, but I mean, like, you and I can't yeah. go, hey, I want to make a bit of money mm. and just sneak in in our boardies. You would have made money on the side when you were younger. Never no, thought of I it. never did, actually. No. I just remembered I used to, I bought, it was the first one in year eight, to have an external mm. CD and DVD burner. Oh. So I don't know whether this is a hustle or more illegal. People? Yeah, yeah no, it's no, a hustle. It's a hustle. It's, it's what did you do? Illegal. Burn well, CDs. Would go to Blockbuster and then burn up the latest DVDs and then sell them to my mates. Hundred percent illegal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think they had that big ad at the front for you. Pirating. You wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> well, wouldn't. no. Funny you mention it. We did steal a couple. Uh, okay, so are you like Jagger, Victoria, in Springfield Lakes? We're asking about kids with side hustles. Yes. Yes. My son would go to Time Zone, and I'm talking 32 years ago, so Time Zone was a big thing. Mm. And he knew the cheats of the games, like he was really clever at it. So he'd go to Time Zone on a Saturday morning or a Sunday afternoon when it was really busy. Mm. All these young boys would hang around him to wondering why he got so high. He said, for 10 bucks, I'll go and home and I'll write the cheats out for you. And he made a fortune. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Back in, you've got to think, 32 years ago, it was a lot of money. Does he work in um, computers now? or? <laughs> well, he, he's, yes, and his wife is too now. And let me say that a little bit later on, and he doesn't do anything illegal anymore, mm. but <laughs> he used to upgrade the PlayStation so you could play those overseas games. You know how people used to remember yeah. those games way back mm, then? Wow. And yes. sort of got a letter from Sony to say that, ah. you know, you really shouldn't be doing that. Right. Oh, my God. Wow. But oh. I have to tell you, he had people lining up. I would go home from work and there'd be cars everywhere and I go, what's wrong, what's wrong? And no, it's okay, Mum, they were waiting for their PlayStation to be upgraded. Wow. That's yes. oh huge. God. Now, you know I what? That's not even illegal now. Now they've got shops in the middle of the shopping centre where you can take your PlayStation and wow. get stuff done to them. Oh. That's good. All right. Shani in Strathpine, what's your kid's side hustle? Uh, so it's actually my side hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was in primary school, I used to make uh, origami paper cups and then sell them to other kids at the water bubbler at my primary school. That is so good. How much did you make? Uh, over forty dollars, and then my parents found out, and I had to hand it back. But we just spent it at the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. But Mum thought we were scamming kids, so oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're most vulnerable when they're dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian and Redcliffe, kids with side hustles. What was your little sister? Uh, yeah, it was my little sister. When we were younger, we'd have family gatherings for like the AFL Grand Final and our Grand Final. And she would go, oh, I'll get you a beer or I'll get you a Johnny Walker and then run off to the fridge. But before you're allowed to have your drink, she'd take $5 from you. <laughs> hey, that's steep. That is steep. <laughs> one, one, one grand final, I'm not kidding you, she cleaned up $250 from everybody, I think. Oh, but they still paid. Why wouldn't you yeah, say, yeah, no, oh, go get it? Because she's got okay, so many Maddie, of them. They had no, they had no in wits. In my family, when you, when you have a grand final, because we're AFL born and raised, yeah. 
you're already bloody before you get there. Right. Oh, yeah. And also, no, you don't leave you're not the TV. Up. You're not yeah. getting up to yeah. watch the... Yeah. Right. That's clever. Cherie right. and Logan, kids' side hustles. What did you used to do? Um, my son used to get lunch made every single day, and he would go to school and sell it and then go to the tuck shop. <laughs> so oh. he'd sell his lunch? Yeah, sell his lunch. So his lunches were homemade morning tea lunch, and kids would actually come and find him every morning to see what mum made. Mm-hmm buy his lunch and he would go and spend the money at the tuck shop and have money to bring home as well. Wow. So he would upgrade his lunch, so to speak, yep. and then still have yep. money to pocket. Technically, that's yep. your money, Cherie. You made those lunches. I know. <laughs> I know. That's what I should say to him when I found out. Because he was doing this side hustle all through high school. Right. You must have made good lunches. Yeah. Well, apparently I did. That's why the kids would find him. He would have homemade muffins, right. like Better biscuits, wraps, everything. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Good on you, Cherie. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Got something very exciting to share with the group. Yeah. Because yesterday, do you remember us talking about this? My best friend had a set of Britannica encyclopedias. Oh, oh. and the whole set, not just a couple? Yes. Every um, assignment, we had to, I had to walk around to her place and say, I need your encyclopedias. So Ooh. you knew you were rich as a kid. The rich yes. kids had um, Yeah, because they'd come around and your parents would go, no, thank you, we're not interested, we can't afford them. Yep. And the people that actually bought them and bought the whole set didn't just get broke halfway through. And Karen in Bridgman Downs gave a call and said, I got it. Now, of course, she doesn't want to part with all 26 of them. Right. Rightly so. so Cheap. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Well, they're collector's item now. Yeah. So we've got our hands on A. Right. So there's a bit of information. You know how we want to know how out of date it was? There's a lot of, like, politically incorrect statements, as you could imagine. So it's all about, like, growing up and making friends (laughs) and how to make friends. And the most important thing is popularity. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, society says that it's not, but, I mean, deep down, we all know that it is. Well, I guess that is. It's just we we had the truth then. Um, So what it's saying is the most important thing about your life right now is being being popular. popular. If you're not... You're a loser. Mm-hmm. Didn't say the loser word. You How just I added it. In. <laughs> you would have failed that assignment. Okay. But remember, you always had to quote where you got it from. Yeah, yes, it's in your bibliography. Yeah. So they are talking about air conditioning, and you got to remember this is this would be from the eighties, I think. This book, mm-hmm. and it is talking about you would know about air conditioning because that's what you see in cinemas uh-huh. um, and shopping centres. Shopping centres, and yeah. sometimes, occasionally. People have it at their house. Normally the people with that book. Yes. Yeah, so that's exciting. I remember that as a kid, though, on a hot summer's day. Mum would be like, all right, we're going to the shops. Yeah. What are you getting? Nothing. Nothing. We're just walking around in the air con. Yeah. Mm. They are talking about the the moon and the fact that there is nothing on the moon. Um, There's no oxygen, no water or anything like that. Right. So that's been That's accurate. Well, now they're saying that they found water on the moon. Yeah, they did find water, I thought. I thought you were the space guy. They found it last year. There's a Westfield there too, apparently. Great. Mm. <laughs> Commute's a killer. But, yeah. Yeah. The parking what's is a, really expensive. So what's the population? And this is what's hard, because yeah. if you're doing an assignment and you're looking back over this and you're showing your reference as this, what's the population of Australia? 27 million, I believe. Yeah, right. So they've said if you're doing your assignment, you're saying how many Australians are there? Mm-hmm. There's 14 million. 14, right. wow. Have we grown that much mm-hmm. or were they just that far out? No, it's where we're growing that we're much. Growing that much. Wow. You've got to remember that that's... 25.69 million in 2020. Imagine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it definitely has changed. Um, they're saying that Australia is, I mean, obviously a beautiful place. Mm. Um, and all Australians live near the coast, mainly in the southeast, um, where the climate and soil is best suited to their needs. Mm-hmm. Life in Australia is agreeable. Fewer so rich that they need not work and fewer so poor that they cannot afford to live. Well, that's kind of still true. Yeah. What's interesting about this is this was the be-all, end-all, and I think they were happier times. Like, mm. now if you go on the internet to answer a question, you get 58,000 different answers. 100%. Yeah. Like, what about, yeah, it is. I mean, what about if you're doing an assignment on kangaroos mm. and you've said there are more than 40 different kinds of kangaroos in Australia? Right. Are there? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Did we kill them all? Well, no. I mean, now we sort of describe them all different, but they've put the wallaby in there as well. They've put the rat kangaroo, which I think is... Extinct. Well, they're just different animals, but they've yeah. classed them all as um, kangaroos. You know, the only other... Is there any other A questions you guys have? I was just thinking, the only other person mm. um, that you would go to other than the encyclopedia and their word was never questioned 
was your grandparents. Did oh, you? Yeah. I used to ring my grandparents all the time and be like, "Hey, in the olden days," mm-hmm, yeah. and then you, that would be it. Yeah. Well, I gave a call to do an assignment on war, and I said, "What do you remember about war times?" And she said, "Oh, the butter." I said, "Sorry, what?" Like, was it scary? She goes, no, there's no butter. No, but the butter shortage. I said, I don't know if I can write a whole assignment about how your life was devastated because there was no butter. She goes, no, but it was a big thing. Butter and chocolate, write it. <laughs> Someone needs to know. <laughs> there's been rugby league whispers. Mm-hmm. Is he staying with the Broncos? Is Wayne Bennett able to lure him over? Have, have the Dolphins made enough money in those pokies that they can throw it all at him? <laughs> Paddy Carrigan, he is on the air this morning. G'day, legend. Morning, guys. How are you going? So the headline from the Broncos uh, is, Paddy isn't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, there was um, a couple of uh, stressful weeks that, um, that we've just come through, but it's awesome that we get to stay in Brizzy, and um, yeah, I'm excited for the time. As here. opposed to moving to Redcliffe. Yeah, um, <laughs> Redcliffe's coming along, but yeah, um, yeah definitely... Uh, Paddington has a bit more appeal, I think. Yeah, so it's true. no secret that you were in talks, or the Dolphins did approach you with an offer. Yeah, so um, I kind of were, were pretty fluid from the start that I didn't really want to end up in Sydney. Um, so yeah, it was it was down to the Bronx, and um, yeah, I was just lucky enough that Dolphins kind of came along, and mm-hmm. Wayne signed me at the Broncos, and um, you know Wayne's Wayne Bennett. So um, yeah, I, I had a couple of chats with them, and. You know, I don't think Wayne's ever coached a bad footy team either, so they're going to be in really good hands. So um, without being too cliche, but credit to the boys at the Bronx and couldn't leave. How does it work? So you're signed with the Broncos already uh, for next year. So the contract negotiations you were going through are for the year after and beyond. Um, when is it Wayne who rings you direct and says, hey, I want to, I want to chat? Because I imagine there's a lot of emotion put on you as a player as well, to try and, like, come on, mate, we're, we're old-time mates. Yeah. You know, I've got you to the Broncos. Yeah. Um, well, most of the time it works when you're in your last 12 months of your contract. Clubs can kind of um, reach out either to you personally or through your agents and that sort of stuff. But I tried to leave it up to my agent as best as I could. Um, I was obviously coming through the chunk of my rehab, so I was trying to focus on that mm-hmm. um, specifically. But um, honestly, it's so good that it's behind me now and, I can just look forward to March 11, um, Bronx vs. Rabbitohs. Do you want to mention how much you hate that process? Well, no, I just find it confusing. I mean, I'm, I, I do love my AFL, mm-hmm. and you normally wait until you finish your contract to yep. then talk about other clubs. It feels like, for me, you are with a girlfriend, and you've just reached out and said, hey, I'm going to be single in 12 months. How about it? Oh, no, love, I still love you now, but just how about it? Like, it mm. is like that, really, when you think about it. Like, you've got players there at the Broncos going, dude, you're playing with us for another year. Like, what's after that? It's actually a really good way to put it, but like most of the time, I think there's a pretty good understanding within like the footy world that um, you know the decisions you're making like future on are kind of not in the best interest of yourself, even though they are. But um, what's right for you and and your focus is really going to change for the last twelve so months. Everyone accepts it. It kind of is accepted, but. Um, yeah, you know, like when we talk that. to other radio stations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't tell everyone that. That's yeah. the difference with it. Like, you've know, yeah. got secret yeah, Keep it friends. quiet. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. is the rehab going? How are you feeling for next year? Yeah, it's year? good. Um, just hit over the six-month mark, and um, yeah, um, fingers crossed, but all good to go for round one, so that's the goal at the moment. Um, yeah, and it, it'll be an exciting game. Hopefully we get, like, they're planning on hopefully 50,000 there. At, oh, that'd be so um, good. Suncorp, Adam Reynolds versus... South Sydney Rabbitohs. So, yeah. Oh, that is um, going to be wild. Anthony Milford, get to play against old Milf again. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy. But And it looks like um, next season you should be able to travel as well. Yeah. Should be good. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be able to get down to Sydney and, um, yeah, everywhere else again. So it'll be awesome. I need to know, have you been promised the captaincy? Because <laughs> apparently there is, well, we not apparently, there is a battle between you and Adam Reynolds. As to who is going to... Adam Reynolds is new, right? He's yeah. a new bloke coming yeah, in from South Sydney. <laughs> um, either do I. I'm, I'm, full, I'm full flying the flag for Have Paddy. Have had chats? What, what is happening with that? And part of your contract negotiations was their promise of captaincy. No, no, there was no promises. Um, nah, I, I haven't spoken to Kev about it. We obviously have leadership groups and those sort of all those sort of things. But um, look, if I'm a betting man, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on Renault. And that's my personal preference in saying that I think... Um, mm. You know what he did at South Sydney and coming as the skipper from there, and they, they just recently went to a grand final. And, but they um, didn't win. Yeah, so... I'll, I'll remind him of that next time we run out of something. <laughs> we actually lost here last year, mate, but it's all right. He's in better colours. But, yeah, um, no, it, he'll be really good for the club. He's, 
he's an old head and um, he's already a punish. I actually can't stand him already. But um, <laughs> so what do you mean? Because you're in pre-season at the moment. Yeah, you we're mean? in pre-season, and all he does is like come in on a day off or, or find a day that because uh, he's well, he's made fair, you guys feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's actually just. Um, recently bought a house but he's waiting on the settlement period so him and his lovely family are living in like a smaller apartment but uh, he does the old uh, he does the old run off the training and i gotta go help the boys blah blah, blah. But he's sucking up yeah that's how he's trying to it's like when you go for school captain at school you know and you see that the per the one of them is always sucking yeah, up to yeah. the principal yeah that's what he's doing right now to try i think and so get that's it a off good point. can you not bring coffees in every day <laughs> yeah well he should but all he does is sit there and um obviously pre-season is not the funnest time of the year for footballers so mm, yeah um it's hard enough but all he does is come in and talk to us about how he's not back till december 17 so <laughs> Everyone just sits there, it's like, oh yeah, you're Adam Reynolds, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do what you want, yeah. But really, it's um, he's a bit of a punish. But no, nah, he'll be awesome. He's um, a really good dude, and I think he'll be great for the city. Yeah. Of well, if anyone's got any suggestions as to uh, great bribes for Kevy that Pat can uh, t- can give him to secure well, this, everyone should um, just like message him on socials. Do you know what I mean? Flood him, bombard yeah. him, flood him, yeah, bombard yeah. him. Yeah. Just go, hey. Maybe I'll put Kevy's number on the air, and everyone can just ring him. And- <laughs> go for it. Why don't you do all of it, and we'll guess the last three digits. <laughs> Uh, oh, actually, look at him looking oh, at me like he's yeah, real. Yes, I, I can. <laughs> what would Kevy do if he read his phone number out on air right now? I don't know. I think um, for the first, you know, Kev, for the first three phone calls, he'd probably be like really passionate and yeah. talking about his love for the Bronx to everyone, but give him 303 and um, we'll see how <laughs> yeah, it goes. Remember oh. when he invited you down to be one of the uh, the umpires? And he's like, yeah, you come on yeah. down. And then we called him back and said, when? He's like, wrong number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wanted me to come and ref a game at training. Did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd probably be better than Alfie anyway. So. That's exactly what he said. He said, we want to get rid of Alfie and put you in. Uh, well, mate, we're excited. You know, you've been part of our family here at the radio station all year. We've had a lot of fun with you. You're continuing with us next year as well. And you're at the Broncos um, for the next few years. Which is great news. So, Paddy Carrigan, uh, nice to have you in, mate. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, guys. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Brooke Blurton is this year's Bachelorette, and in a series first, we'll see both men and women compete for her heart. Are we over the Bachelor and Bachelorette? I believe the country is, yes. Is it just because we don't believe in romance anymore? That we need too much drama? That's what Tim, the first bachelor, would say, the most successful bachelor, right, I would say. Right, yeah. He was saying that now it feels like we all want, you know, drama and something different and the format is still the same. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, the married at first sight and a little bit of the twists, you know, people are enjoying. Yeah. I still think it's got a year or two left in it. We'll see, you see it on there. I wouldn't I mind so. resting it and then seeing it come back. But mm. I, I asked this because the Bachelorette, Brooke, wonderful lady, mm. and it was the first time that they've had someone who is pansexual. Mm-hmm and have them all sort of competing for her love, but unfortunately the ratings really didn't match it. Can so I just double-check? Pansexual is you don't see anything. You just you it's fall in love person. with the person, yes. But yeah. when we did speak to Brooke herself, she mm-hmm. said she's never labelled herself. She's always believed she's bisexual, mm-hmm. um, but she can understand how they want to put labels on it. Uh, but they had around about 300,000 mm-hmm. watching it all around Australia, which mm-hmm. wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the thing. Yes. I disagree. Okay. This is the most successful show in the franchise, I believe, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because if you didn't catch it, Brooke, she uh, had two at the end, and then she said that she uh, liked David, not David, sorry, David, 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 David. So she had, did she have a bloke and a, and a girl at the end? Yes. Oh, Jamie Lee, what a she's well gone. produced, guys. Well done. <laughs> well, she, she chose David. You came in here and you granted me three wishes, mm-hmm. and I still have one left. Off mic, Brooke. Off mic, but you know, there's a moment. Let's put music with it. It'll be fine. She was, but you know, but I'm assuming they had closed captions. That bit. You would have had I to have, to have to. some sort of subtitle. So that's one, one happy relationship okay, at one great. show, okay? Yeah. yeah. Then I bring you to one of our girls that we love, Abby mm-hmm. Chatfield. She yes. was doing uh, like the up late version sort of thing where she was talking to the contestants. Okay. Yeah. And she was doing really well with that. podcast uh-huh, as well. Uh-huh. There was a guy that appeared on it, which was an ex-contestant. Now, this was the guy that was supposed to be the winner. Everyone thought that Conrad was mm. going to be the one that they chose, right? Mm-hmm. Now, since it's all finished... Conrad has revealed who's he dating. 
Toby Chatfield. Really grateful I met Brooke, but um, yeah, I, I've I've been hanging out with Abby. She's really cool. Um, excited to see where things may go with that, but it's it's only early days. I mean, she's she's a really cool chick in very early days. Two happy relationships. Yeah. Early days, I get it, but two happy relationships. And then, right? and then, did you hear what happened between Abby and Brooke? They oh. hooked up. No, Brooke unfollowed her on socials when she found out about Conrad. You're kidding me. No, you didn't hear that? Girlfriend, why didn't you tell me this? I was, I was waiting for just now. But I thought she was going to be okay with it. Why is she okay? Well, she should be okay with it if she's hooked up with Darva. Do you reckon <laughs> she went behind her back? I don't know. All I can tell you is that mm. she unfollowed her last week. Whoa! Mm. All right, moving on. <laughs> Number three, okay? Because you know how everyone wanted to ask the question? It was a little bit... It was unpolite to ask. We still did, saying, <laughs> look, Brooke, if it is pansexual, are you concerned that people are going to hook up in the house? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to hook up in the house. And it was like, oh, no, that didn't cross my mind. They're there for me. Well, Holly was really upset. She was one of the girls that was fighting for Brooke's love. Mm -hmm. She was really upset that she got out. Saying I feel sad just makes it sound silly. I'm, like, devastated. It's not how I I pictured any of this ending. Uh-huh. But when she got out, she did hook up with another contestant, Millie. Oh, that didn't happen when they got out. That uh -huh. Are you buying my crocodile tears? Because I have just been going mm. healthily. They said out of respect they didn't. But that's three relationships three the series. Wow. out of the season. So, so it might not have been right. successful with the ratings. Four but... if you count Osher's still in love with himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we love that. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stan Walker. Stan Walker! Uh, great to have him on. It has been a hot minute. He's got a new single, Come Back Home, and it's available now. Stan Walker is on the air. Hey, buddy. How's it going? And now you're married. We've got to say congratulations. We haven't spoken to you since you got married in September. Yeah, I got, a ma I got married a lot longer before then. Oh. Uh, just That's just the word on the street on September sales. So like, oh, we'll just we'll run with that. <laughs> oh, really? Because I heard that you were going to have a big wedding and then COVID sort of ruined it and you guys were like, no, let's just do it. So you're saying it was way, way, way earlier. Yeah, we're sneaky like that. <laughs> Does that mean you didn't have to invite like a lot of guests of, <laughs> that you didn't want to? Uh, well, because it was just our parents. It was just going to be us originally and then we, um, we just um, bought our parents... Just to make it about us, I think, because my whole life is just for display and on display, and I just wanted something that was special uh, for me, uh, Lou, son, and it was just going to be us three, but then I thought, oh, man, you know, I couldn't take that moment away from her uh, walking down the aisle or walking with her father. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, nice, buddy. And when you, uh, when you proposed, uh, it's always interesting because you, you know they're going to say yes, otherwise you're not really going to ask, but there is a small chance. <laughs> you know, there's always nervous. that small chance. You're nervous. nervous. How how did the proposal go? Because I reckon that's, if not more important than the actual wedding day, getting that right. Well, I had already pre, like, we knew we were going to get married. It wasn't a matter of if it was when. Hmm. And we just, we talked about it every day. And I was just like, I always say to you, I was like, "Hun, will you marry me? And she's like, yes. And I was like, will you marry me? Like, I just always just say it to her, and I was just like, nah, I'm going to ask you one day, properly, will you marry me? Yeah, we were actually, we were having a couple of wines in the shed. It was so classy. <laughs> <laughs> we were just chilling out, um, uh, and we would, because we'd been talking about it so much, mm. um, and we just come to a point, I was just like, you know, started telling her, like I always do, like you're the love of my life, you're my best friend. And I started getting emotional. I was just like, I didn't, I could never see myself without, no, I couldn't see myself with anybody else but you. Like, mm. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. You know, you're amazing. And um, and then I asked her, I was like, now nah, for real, like, will you marry me? And so she said, yeah, and we just kind of was like, are you serious? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, I'm serious. I was just like, yeah. Because, yeah, when we, cause we, had, we, had, we had spent some time apart and when we got back together, I said, were you married? She goes, yes. And I was like, and I go, no, I'm going to ask you one day. And she goes, I'm going to say yes now and I'm going to say yes then. And so lucky she said yes and now we're married and then that's it. She stuck with me forever. How is it over there at the moment? Because we're not really reporting on it, but COVID's back over there and you've just cancelled a lot of, I think, like over a thousand flights not to Stan and Walker from. Not Stan Walker hasn't. Yeah, the airline personally, has Stan, Stan called <laughs> and said, I don't want no flights coming over. Um, but how's um, the vibe? 
Well, uh, the rest of New Zealand's been out of, uh, we've been in level two, which is basically back to normal and Auckland's still in level, level three. So I've come into level three where people are wearing masks everywhere and you can only have 25 gathering, but outdoors mm. where, where I was living, we kind of like, if you forgot your mask, it wasn't a big deal. Mm. Like you're just walking around and, you know, everything's kind of back to normal. So here is a little bit different. People are looking at me weird and I'm like, and then I was like getting all the looks and I was like, first of all, you got the cheek. I came from no COVID. You got COVID here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. I came from a COVID-free place. Relax. <laughs> yeah, my friend always says naked face, which always freaks me out because yeah. now we're, we've stopped wearing masks here in Queensland now, but like we, we sometimes you walk out and you go, oh my God, weird. you feel weird now not wearing one because you get so used to it that it feels like you're exposed. But then, oh, you can't even breathe in them. And I wear glasses, and so my Ugh. glasses are fogging up the whole time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah, it's <laughs> the worst. It is the worst with the glasses. So the new single that is Come Back Home, um, it's about you and your, your wife and how you'd been separated and then you came back together. Who reached out the first time? Because if you guys were together and you obviously had a lot of growing up to do and, you know, then you might have been seeing other people, who's the one that reached out again for the first time and said, wait a minute, you're actually the one? To be honest, I actually messaged her. I was in the middle of writing my book and I messaged her because it was like doing therapy and I got to unpack things that I didn't um, see, situations that had happened in my life, not just this particular situation, but I started unpacking stuff and I messaged her and I wanted to catch up with her just to apologise for everything that I was, everything that I wasn't and everything that went down. And so we started catching up and I asked her to help me with the book mm. because she's the only person that knows me inside and out and knows the most vulnerable parts of me and how I tick and how I operate. And then she said to me, oh, it's, I think this is getting a bit too hard. And I, and I told her and I, I said to her, and she's never seen me cry. We were together for, for four years and she had never seen me cry. And I cried and I was like, I don't know what it looks like or what we have to do, but I could never lose you ever again. And then um, we got to a point like later on that we said we loved each other. And what do we do now? And so we're here, married. Mm. I like that. Uh, mate, it's so nice to uh, nice to see you, nice to talk to you. Come Back Home is the single. You're also going to be at the Good Love Festival, goodlove.com.au, to buy your tickets here in Australia. Uh, Stan Walker, buddy, nice to talk to you. Let's go. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Imagine that I'm Eddie Maguire right now. Okay. Because I'm going to test you guys and I'm not going to lead you to the answer. Like, you sure, Steph? <laughs> <laughs> but last night was a pretty amazing moment um, because it's only the second time in history that they've taken home um, a million-dollar prize in million-dollar hot seat. Yeah. And it was to a retail worker called Anthony. Bless his heart. Anthony McManus. You have won a million dollars. Amazing. He filmed this yeah. back in May. Right. They said to him, are you all right to get yourself home? He walked out <coughs> the front. He said he was holding a bottle of champagne. And he was like, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm ready to go home. And he was in the street just going, what happened? Mm. And then he went home to his husband and he said, how did you go? And he goes, I, I got a thousand. And he goes, oh, good for you, babe. Well done. Mm. He just couldn't say a million. He just right. said a thousand. And then a little while later, he was like... And I just kept answering questions, uh -huh. and they gave me the check. And his husband's like, that's a million. He goes, yeah. Wow. So if he won it in May, couldn't tell and anyone. it didn't air till now, does he have to still pretend to be Povo until now? I don't know, because they gave him the check. Probably not. You like, can't forward a date, can you? Like, ooh. Well, you know, because well, <laughs> there was that rule with um, some quiz shows, too, if where if it, if it doesn't go to air, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't get your like, money. Definitely. Mm. So I would th yes, thought I would test you guys to see if you could get any of these answers, because okay. I have to say that... So these are his questions. These he, are his questions, and the guy is mm. like unbelievable. My, okay. um, my cousin writes them. What, well, then you oh, well, might this, get a you help, can't be mate. in it. You know the answers. <laughs> I didn't talk He's got to an insider. So get him off the show. <laughs> okay, okay. My show, mate. I'm yeah. Eddie. I'm Eddie everywhere. Okay. Someone hiding a malicious intent by pretending to be good is said to be what in sheep's clothing? <laughs> yes. Wolf. Well done. I do have the multiple choice for you. Are you playing, sweetheart? 
I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, that's I'm controlling the cameras and on the quiz show. Right. He just jumped straight Released in. Released as a single in 1970, a rubby, Rubber Ducky mm-hmm. was sung by which Sesame Street character? Mm-hmm. I've got multiple choice, but you'll go. Bert and Ernie. Just Ernie. Ding. Does Robert anyone write these down? Stab two. One. You make bath time so much fun. You would have a good one. Why don't we get you yeah. on the show? I'm only two, two for two. Okay. Actress and writer Carrie Fisher was a daughter of which movie star? Do you need the multiple choice? Yeah. Debbie Reynolds. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I didn't. No, Debbie Reynolds was a famous actress, Carrie Fisher, and then yeah. they died a day apart. Some people no, say I know. broken heart. Mm. I know. The chick from Star Wars. I know. I could see her face but not think of her name. Mm. But right. oh, so maybe I would have got it if you had right, said the multiple you, choice. I would have maybe yeah, got it. I know, but he just jumped in. All right, what about this one? This one for Matthew. Let him answer it first. Okay, okay. That's what, how it works too. What on jersey finger. number did the Chicago Bulls retire in honor of Michael Jordan? <sighs> Give me the multiple choice. Oh, really? Okay. That's how the game works. I know, Eddie. But I, <laughs> don't answer Eddie with contempt. 12, 21, 23, 32. 32? Or 23? 23 steps for the hey, win. I didn't, I didn't lock it in. I <laughs> you're said the 32 or 20. I know. I said, is it 32 or 23? You know, you've got to say, I haven't locked it yet. 20, you say, All right, do you, you want to lock that in? You want to lock that so in? Much and we've got four more to record today. Okay, come on. Okay, <laughs> okay. this is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Thinking of a clever comeback after the moment has passed is called Esprit de la Scala. You know what? I'll just do Esprit de la Scalier. There you go. Esprit de la Scale. I don't want to upset the French people. It's a French word for what? Is it A, chandelier smarts, B, staircase wit, C, bathroom zinger, or D, kitchen reply? Whatever the one was with wit. Staircase wit. Yes, staircase wit. For the win, Matthew. For the win? Yeah, no, he won that one. (laughs) I like that you guys are taking this seriously, but well done. It's a million bucks on the line here. All right. Two more questions, quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, all right. Your show, we're just here. Thank, thank you. Eddie appreciates that. First published in Adelaide in 1848, the first non-English language newspaper in Australia was in which language? A, Mandarin, B, Italian, C, Greek, D, German. My guess would be Greek. Italian. Both wrong, German. Oh. oh, you didn't wait for me to lock it in. You guys are you a big sure? city in Adelaide. So. <laughs> oh, yes, you yeah. mentioned that. Before. Yeah, there we go. We would have dipped out Ooh. like two hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> How disappointing! Good job. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. Can you make your hotline ring? You can ask us anything. 131060 is our number. Jaden Ipswich, thanks for calling for first calls. What do you want to say? Jade? Yep, nah. hello. Hey, hey, Jade. Sorry, no, my phone was playing up. Um, yeah, good morning, guys. Hey, what's going on? Um, so the other morning, Stav was talking about how his daughter had friends over for a sleepover and stuff, and in the yard afterward, like, they were playing uh, COVID games. Yes, vaxxed or unvaxxed. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, it, it was quite amusing. <laughs> anyway, it made me real remember something, a fact that when the plague came out mm. and kids came up with the nursery rhyme of Ring a Ring a Rosie and it was actually about deaths of the Black Plague and all that sort of stuff back in like the 1600s, I think. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, 1700s, I think it was. Yeah. The plague was taking through. So Ring a Ring a Rosie, Rosie, a pocket full of posies. You would keep a pocket full of posies in your pocket because the smell of the rotting dead people on the streets oh. was stenchy. And then it was like, we all a tissue, fall down. A tissue, we all fall down because when you sneeze, that's how you pass the plague on. And I used to ring the bell, bring out your bring dead! Bring out your dead! Bring out your dead! <laughs> it was a good that time. obviously there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I never that's knew true, that, Jade. Jade. I never yeah. thought about it, that a lot of the nursery rhymes that we sing have a horrible backstory for it. But that's a good point. Yeah. So they would... Yeah, and Georgie Porgy, I think it was, um, that was actually about him killing his wife and putting her in a pie and eating it. Yeah, right. Oh, Georgie Porgy putting a pie, kissed the girl, made her cry. Oh, my God. Mm. I didn't I know, know any of these. These are all... I know. Don't get me started on Rockabye Baby. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God, I know, right? And, and Three Blind Mice is <sighs> apparently a really bad one, too. Mm, and yeah. in nowhere in any recorded literature do they ever mention that Humpty Dumpty is an egg. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. We all just assume. This What's, is a podcast, guys. We're What's wrong for my babe? What's the story? I was that? joking on that one. I don't know. Oh, yeah. okay, right. But Jake was going with me and we're all sort of having fun, so I was just joshing. But yeah, no, the ring a ring a rosy yes. is supposed to be true and yeah. Mm, yeah so they would literally ring a bell and people would just come out with bring out your dad. Bring yeah, because yeah, it was a plague, man. The plague. You know, I know what it was. I, just, I didn't know any of these stories. Yeah, it was very mm. hard to get hand sanitizer there and, yeah. you know, locked down. And rats. Too many anti-vaxxers? No, the rats is the what it was. It. They used to spread it. <laughs> hey, Sky, you're on the air with us. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're, We're great. Good. Love your show. Been listening for 10 years. Gets better every day. Oh, oh thank oh, you, Sky. Sky. Join us any time, Sky. Mm. Listen, I was in America uh, a couple of years ago, and I'm just ringing regarding what Maddie was talking about the other day about the homeless. Yeah, we're in it, San Francisco. Oh, that's very homeless. Yeah, there. because they get paid to be there. Mm. Yeah, there was a guy at our Oxley shops who ha- keeps asking for money, and I just I was I was asking the question of when do you like when can you say oh, I've given enough? You know, because he's there every day, asks every day. That's right. Well, we were walking along the footpath, and there was a homeless guy who jumped out behind. The you know the plastic mesh um, hedges. Oh yeah, yeah. He had two of them, and he jumped. Yeah, he jumped out behind them and went boo and scared the people walking past. (laughs) And everyone was laughing, you know, at the reactions. Mm. And he was asking for a donation, so we gave him a few dollars. We walked across the road and watched him do it to various other Mm. people walking past. Well, my husband sat there, and he's the type of person who you know thinks in his head. $2 $2 per person, X amount of people per day, 365 days a year, that's $60,000. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Now, you talk about the homeless, Maddie, and what you give him, what does everybody else give him? Yeah, it's possible he could be earning big money. Well, in San Francisco, they actually, the reason that there is such a, a large amount of homeless people there is they can, they you know how benefits. normally you can't get benefits unless you have a set address? Mm. They can still yeah. get benefits if they don't have set address. So that's why there are so oh, many that wow. go to San Francisco. Because right. when I was there, I was asking because I wanted to know why. And this one guy yeah. came up to me and said, can I have some money because I'm homeless? I want to buy some alcohol. And I said, that's honest. He's <laughs> <laughs> three grand. <laughs> and he said to me, well, to be honest, there's more of us than there is of you guys in yeah. San Francisco. Oh, like, oh, wow. well, mm. I guess that guy's technically busking, really, isn't he? Yeah, if he's putting on a show. Yeah, he's doing a trick. You've got to get yours to do a trick, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, Sky, for all those years. Kelly of Waterford West. It's first calls. What do you want for us? Hey, so I've worked at the Rockley Hotel now for nine years, and I thought I'd seen it all. Mm. <laughs> I had a custom come in, and he's gone, I've been hit by something. Naturally, you go look at the cameras because you don't know what he's talking about. And I kid you not, probably about a one and a half metre lace monitor, guana, whatever you want to call it, yeah. is climbing a pipe outside and slips and hits him on the back of the neck. Oh, wow. Oh, and it quickly scurries away, so he didn't see it. Yeah. So, then, so he just thought he got hit by this. <laughs> yeah, and these things have massive, like, claws. Mm, yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't injured. And yeah. so now we've nicknamed this customer Ronnie Irwin. A possum fell on my brother-in-law's head once, Kelly. Oh, you're kidding! No, and then proceeded to not <laughs> be happy with that situation. So oh, yeah, it was bet. quite the quite yeah. the sight. It's pretty wild, the Rockley Hotel, isn't it, Kelly? No, it is amazing. Like it's had its bad turns, don't me wrong, but we've got new owners. They've been there for six and a half years. They're family-owned, operated. And it's phenomenal. We've got amazing food. Like, you have to come on down. I know that a couple of you guys, you guys are in the area. So, yeah. pop on in. Yeah, You're really a very good salesperson, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, I like job. that. Well done. Uh, good on you, Kelly. <laughs> nice to chat. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Getting to know you. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. The Year 12s of Brisbane, they've finally graduated and have spent the last week partying it up on the GC. Oh. Police report the class of 2021 is well-behaved. They're drinking less and the teenagers tell us they're having a great time. Before they headed to schoolies, of course, there were the formals. And this week, Abby noticed they had quite the fashion trend with the guys. The boys have gone all out this year, really all out, and decided that they are going to steal the limelight with... It's all business in the front, but there's a party in the back. When, when I'm shake, it gives all the girls a heart attack. Do the Molly Even the Curry Mail have done a special. A gallery. And, then, and I'm like, what are they doing? Is it a joke? And you got to remember, back in the 80s, that was a serious haircut. No one was doing it as a joke then. They look ridiculous. Like, and they always have. 
something. Yeah, but yeah. you, you got to remember, that's us going, oh, they look ridiculous. They're going, these are sick haircuts, bro. <laughs> Yes, the mullet is back, apparently. And I learnt people are quite divided on it. My son has one. I hate it. I tend to cut it all the time. It's like, they're going to have to look back on these photos for years to come, and they're just going to go... Sick. What were we thinking? <laughs> nah, I think, I don't think <laughs> this, they will. Yuck. Absolutely. I'm all for it. There's just something about them. It's like, you know, it's mostly the typical tradies. But they walk with a confidence. <laughs> you know what? There's An big, arrogant confidence. Big, big mullet <laughs> energy, isn't it? The biggest thing I learnt, though, is a mullet isn't a haircut. It's a lifestyle. Both me and my son have one. They're just lady pullers, I tell you. As soon as I get a complaint, I'll shave it all. <laughs> got a partner? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she loves it. She's the one that got my son the haircut. Right, so no. you sound like you're sort of, you know, having to tell girls no with all of them just so keen on you. Yeah, you just got to try and push them off. Sometimes. Yeah, oh, mate, it must be hard. If you want some peace, you probably have to shave it one day, hey? Oh, maybe. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Now, you know the saying... The customer is always right. Well, Brisbane, we're about to get a restaurant where that is not the case. Poor Karens. They don't get a, a good rap at the moment. But uh, there is a pop-up diner, and it describes itself as amazing food mm. and by far the worst service you've ever received. Everyone that works there is a Karen. Yeah, you heard right. A diner where the staff are all Karen. Karen? Karen! You've definitely seen the Karen meme. Karen! Who exactly is Karen? Karen is generally characterized as an irritating, entitled woman. Do they have the can-I-speak-to-the-manager haircut? Karen! The ultimate Karen. Good morning, Karen. Yeah, hi, what do you want? <laughs> oh, sorry, we haven't had a look at the menu yet. So you can't actually read the menu? No. Um, okay. Oh. <laughs> yes, not, okay. not able to use your own eyes? But, no, okay. Um, do you have any vegetarian choices? Oh, God. You're one of those people? <laughs> this is so exciting to pay for food and get abused. The food is very good. Mm, the God. service isn't great. Well, that is what's advertised. If you wanted good burgers and service, good service, you could have gone literally anywhere else. And when you think about it, we learn this is the greatest job in the world for any hospo worker. The things I get to say to those kinds of Karens <laughs> are a dream come true to anyone else working in hospo. Everyone envies us. <laughs> <laughs> I watch all the videos on TikTok of people complaining about the Karens that come into their restaurants and yeah. they can dish it out, but they cannot take it. I don't think they'll have any issues staffing that place. For my Julius, it was the drums. Timothy has that awful guitar. Now, it's great to get your kid playing a musical instrument early, but it's really hard to know which one to choose. Abby needed some help this week. Parents, I want to know what instrument should my son play? Because next year he's going to a school and it is compulsory in year five to do an instrument, which I think is great. Force them until they like it. I love that. Turns out there are a lot of options. Violin, viola, cello, double bass, flute, clarinet, saxophone, oboe, bassoon, French horn, euphonium. And it's like a mini tuba. And there's tuba on the list as well. We opened up the phones and thought, well, rather than what to play, it's probably easier to ask what not to play. <laughs> when when kids are learning a violin, it's going to be squeaky. A trumpet's going to be squeaky. You'll want to throw them out the window. I played every instrument under the sun for, like, years, and I hated all of them. But then I started playing the percussion and the drums, and my parents loved it because I was terrible, but they couldn't let me bring the drums home, so I never had to deal with the noise. <laughs> yeah. Avoid the violin. Whatever you do, avoid the violin. Even when they go up into the senior years, it still sounds like a bunch of sick cat <laughs> and you have to listen to it. I handed my sons over to my brother's daughter. I hated it that much. <laughs> ah, so you punished him. And I wanted to share the joy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's what I've learnt this week and you can learn a whole lot too by downloading our podcast on the Listener app now. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hey, guys. Uh... For uh, Monday, we're going to be playing Alpha Bucks. It'll be the 29th of November. Here is an answer to win some money. A for aeroplane. And what's so, the answer? Uh, name a name brand a of jelly. mode mm. of transport. <laughs> <laughs> I like aeroplane jelly. Yeah, I, well, kids just got into it the other day. Aeroplane oh. jelly That's for it. me. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you it's like the jingle. Jelly. I like aeroplane jelly. That's one jelly. of the oldest ads that they put on TV. Aeroplane mm. jelly for me. 
I was like it. it for dinner. I like it for tea. A little each day is a good recipe. I have got Angelis. Now you can get the sugar free now. Because I didn't get sugar free. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> they say that that is one of the healthiest things if you're on a diet, you should have jelly. Oh, well, yeah. It's because it's got like so low calories. Yeah. And, feel and like it's filling. Yeah. I smashed it after my um, operation. After I had my wisdom teeth mm, out. Because mm. you could just like put it in the middle of your mouth and yeah. you swallow big chunks of it. Let to get some for cats. It's good. When's she getting hers out? Four t- no, she's getting um, a bone graft in her jaw. Uh, on Friday the 14th of January. Where are yeah. they taking the other bone from? Uh, part bovine. It's part not hers. Horse. It's someone else's bone. Yeah. So they, yeah, that's what I mean. Mm. So they got to get it from. A horse has a horse. to die so she can have it. Yeah, but think of how far she'll run. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the Melbourne Cup's just been, so there's plenty Sugar around. Sugar <laughs> for a treat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, part bovine, part equine. There you go. What's equine? Horse. Horse. What's, sorry, what's the other one? Bovine. Cow. Bovine. Bovine. I so they're putting two animals in there. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's amazing, hey? Modern they're going to be able to graft them, really, one day. Yeah, it might, it might be um, your, I don't know if you're related, but um, Carolactin is the orthodontist that's doing He's, it. He's, no. I always think that when I drive past her. He's, no. No. Honey <laughs> Carol. Yeah, right. Is she doing it, is she? <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any yeah. doctors in the family? I just mock because I don't. Do we what, sorry? Do you have any doctors in the family? i got a nurse. <laughs> Oh, uh, not a doctor. She is an occupational therapist. That's so not that's bad. Pretty yeah. good. Mm. Um, I got a police like, if you got doctors in the family, can I say I, I'm going out on a limb here? Mm. If you got a doctor in the family, generally you're not the only one, or there's someone else in the yeah. family that has academic. another academic one. Mm-hmm. So I've got like friends mm. of mine who have like three doctors in the family, mm. and then the other ones are like lawyers and stuff. Yeah, we've got a lawyer. We're, we're the tradie family. We're riddled with accountants. Yeah. Are like, you? Riddled with them in my family. That's good. Yeah. Why do you pay for an accountant if you've got so many then? Because I, I don't, don't want my them. family to know my business. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of my close mates is a financial advisor mm. and he's just gone and started his own business. You don't feel comfortable? Because if you I'd have to, t- like, I would have to sit at his house drinking mm. beers and then know that in the back of his mind. He you knows... want Mark Philippousis to tell all his financials, but you won't even tell your sister. Oh, That's God, no. <laughs> I don't point. need my, because my sister would judge me. Like, really? she's. And you would have judged Mark Philippousis. No, I wouldn't. I want to be Mark Philippousis. <laughs> Mark Philippousis told a great story about how he couldn't be bothered to wait for a taxi. So he bought a $100,000 car. And then drove home and then sold it the next day. I reckon that's bullshit because that would actually take longer to buy the car than to get wait for a taxi. Yeah, it's a good story though, isn't it? It is a good story. But you you sit down for all the paperwork. I I believe him. I get sick Mm. of professions not, like pretending they don't judge. Like there's no way that you go and see someone like my friends always, uh, we always say, (laughs) we always talk when you've got to go under. Mm. Like under anaesthetic, mm. yeah. like they've seen you hoo ha, and mm. everyone would judge like different hoo ha's. Oh, she's got nice boobs. Yeah. Or she's All got... they have to do is just not judge to your face. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But fun. just pretending that they don't is ridiculous, mm. you know. And if you go and see an accountant, you know that. Like I always walk away going, they think I earn more than what I did. Oh, <laughs> don't my, my, my she's really easy to push over in contract negotiations. My current uh, accountant, when I got audited, said to me, and I am quoting word for word. Mm. No offence, but you don't earn enough to be investigated this much. <laughs> I was like, I know, right? What the hell is going you on? You reckon they're trying to get to staff? I maybe. Maybe that's what it is. That would turn me upside down and go, I tell you what, we'll let it slide if you let us get to the big fish. <laughs> maybe I had a chat to them. <laughs> you sacrifice the little fish. Yeah, yeah. If I give you this guy. <laughs> give me another All right. Year. Well done. See you tomorrow. Bye. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.